0: Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Basti Cruel Dubai.
1: So, we have six talking points from the week's topics essentially, and we begin with the Japanese world domination. Dave, it's not a new phenomenon, but it is evolving over time. They went from having five winners at last year's Dubai Carnival to having two of last night's most significant. Is this something we can just
0: expect? I think you can now, and I think what's what's changing. It was a one-two-three in the UAE UAE Derby, the winner going now to the Kentucky Derby, and the route there. They're having big winners on turf, on dirt, at different age groups. The three-year-olds showing up, the older horses, and
1: at all distances. Yeah. On all surfaces. I mean,
0: I mean the, the one anomaly last year was the Breeders' Cup. They didn't turn up at the Breeders' Cup last year. I think they had one runner in the sprint that was a, a big prize California already. Equinox has already been taught about the Breeders' Cup turf because the ground will be right and he's going to be pointed there. But it's this emergence, this world power... And, People I know grow tired of us pointing out that their breeding operation, they're looking to breed top quality you know sound, what? middle we distance th- stock. You shouldn't grow
1: tired of us pointing it out because we still haven't woken up to the fact that we should be doing what they're doing, which is what our European counterparts were doing generations ago, Arthur Morey. When Vincent O'Brien went to America and brought back the Northern Dancer line and the saddlers Wells, that's why, that's why we were as good as we were. Are. are. But that seems to be what's been adopted in Japan now.
2: Looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Like the Sunday Silence line has been massive to them.
1: Their two winners yesterday was gra- great-grandsons of Sunday Silence. Yeah.
2: Um, so yes, uh, we we could do a bit more class middle distance. They're
1: line. not afraid of mile and a half plus two-mile horses, where we seem to be allergic to them.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, just it's no problem to them the d- deep impact. I think one over two miles, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and take away from the class.
1: Hopefully, our um, you know we're we're kind of being propped up by our m- major owner breeders here, with Judmont and Darley and Coolmore doing that. So I hope that we can make the make these Middle distance horses more commercially attractive, so that we can you know promote them here in Europe and and, and not suffer. It's good that the Frank just the Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that moves us on to uh, George Bowie's comments uh, earlier this week that his operation in Britain would be essentially. Uh, used as a base for global international races that he cited the uh, state of British racing as worrying Dave I think there's a lot of people who would echo those sentiments
0: yeah that was fascinating coming from George as was like one of the young rising stars at, I mean horses in training was published this week. I think he's got about 170 horses in training now he's one of the... Um, he
1: won last year's guineas, he's well, yeah, one of the emerging
0: talents one of the emerging talents and so he's now thinking that the future for his better horses Lies overseas. He's going after the money abroad. He said in the past, there've been interesting winners creating the winners to create his own reputation here. Now it, it's prize money, and if he can race for two hundred thousand pounds abroad, why would he race for twenty thousand pounds domestically? And I thought what was a really interesting aspect of the interview was he talked about the different mentality of owners now, and you do see that that they're looking to sell horses at their peak value, and why wouldn't they? That all of a sudden you get a horse rated ninety a hundred. That's a a 10 furlong horse that appeal to the Hong Kong market, that could appear, a stayer that might appeal to Australia. The incentive to race on over here now is much, much diminished. The money that's available now to send them overseas to be bought by powerful overseas connections, it, it's almost the, it's a trading system now. that You, you hit a certain handicap mark with a certain type of horse and you know the offers are coming in. You pass a battery test to go to Hong Kong. There aren't many owners around, including some of the big ones, who can turn their money down now.
1: Yeah, and look, Arthur, the, the sad state of that is if you look at it from that perspective, we essentially become a nursery
0: for yep. global races. the money these horses
2: are making is, is astronomical.
1: It's hard but to justify turning it down, isn't it's
2: it? Which, well, one can understand, George, because the racing world has become so much smaller and, and it, like it's not a big deal now to, to travel to America, especially to go for some of those races. I know stra- Australia's a long way, but still Hong Kong... Um, you know, it's, it's very much a uh, possibility. Like it's you know.
1: become more efficient, for sure. Um, and he was out of luck yesterday with El Dassam, but I'm sure that he will have plenty more global success in the future. He's particularly targeting next year's Dubai World Cup Carnival. Um, the Derby is going to be run possibly a little bit earlier this year, Dave. Why? Yes,
0: yeah, it's interesting. It's the front page of the Racing Post this morning, that the FA Cup final, unusually clashes... With the, with the derby. So we're now trying to find a slot. We don't know what time the FA Cup final kicks off. Mm. And I think that's obviously going to impact on what time the derby goes. The derby's been 4.30 for the last few years. It, it, yeah. it won't be, seemingly, this time around, it's going to get brought forward. It's an enhanced card. There's an extra race on the derby day this year. There's a new 0 to 90 handicap on there. So there's eight races to slot in. They're going to work with RMG, work with ITV mm-hmm. to find the premium slot. I mean, you could potentially look at it as a positive. There's potentially a massive sports audience that Saturday consuming their sport. And if the Derby can find a slot to get an increased audience to it, that, then wonderful. But you, the counter argument is this is our most prestigious horse race. This is the the classic, the mile and a half. And we, we're now talking in March. So we don't know what time is going to be run on the first Saturday in June. That, that's slightly alarming. We haven't got a sponsor for it yet. Um,
1: that's probably more alarming. More, mm. And
0: this weight that we have, the, the blue chip sponsors that we, we hope are waiting in the wings. I know these are difficult times. The financial markets, everything that's going on but we we still don't seem to be able to attract these big players, these big money people to our most prestigious events and it would be frightening. I don't think what happened. touch wood, I think that is wood, um, mm. touch t- whatever that is, that we get someone in place by the derby comes around. It's going to be late, late in the day now.
1: Yeah, look, it, it, that sponsorship issue is, is huge and I'm sure Epsom are working tirelessly to get uh, a, a flagship sponsor. But it's not unusual, it's not unprecedented for the time of the race to be moved. I think it was uh, 20, 2009, the derby was run at 3.45 to accommodate... Um, I think of it as some memorial. And then we actually think that the 2000 guineas on, in, on May 9th, is it? Or May 6th is going to be brought forward or later for the King's coronation? Yeah,
0: they're going to move the time for that for that as well. So yeah, it yeah, has to be a,
1: specified, but yeah. Yeah,
0: it has happened in past, I'm sure, for most people. But it, it's just such a great day, Darby Arbor Days. And it's one of the wonderful days. On the sporting calendar, and we well, have yeah, what time the derby runs ultimately won't matter. People on the downs are still, yeah, enjoying we, it. If we could have a huge TV audience off the back of it, then all the better.
1: We just want it on mainstream television, basically. Um, <laughs> uh, the next one is a more positive note increase in prize money. A lot of announcements this week, a lot of positive news, particularly from York and Hamilton.
0: Yeah, really encouraging news because we, we all know the financial headwinds that the sport's facing, particularly in Britain right now. We've got the Still haven't seen the gambling white paper published and the affordability checks and the threats that that potentially might pose to the, le- the levy income. But York and Hamilton have been announced increased prize money for this season, significantly increased. I mean, at York, there's no race for less than 20,000 uh, prize money pot this mm-hmm. season. For the EBA meeting, nothing less than 100,000. It's all from an executive contribution because of the levy income for York's down from 2022. Yeah. But it, it's off the back of... As you say, Hamilton, we've seen Newbury announcing it, Goodwood announced it, Jockey Club Racecourses have announced it. I think there's that realisation now that something needs to be done and that when they're looking at where they're investing their money now, prize money increasingly. And it all ties into the conversation we've had, the George Barry conversation that we had. It needs to happen. And it's got, something's got to happen. We have yeah. got good. to be offer of p- owners more.
2: Good prize money brings good racing, brings good crowds
1: it's a it's a cyclical situation and and we know that that needs to be addressed in ireland goffs have announced a uh, 2 million euro series so they had their goffs million last year but they've now propped it up they've got a, this supporting race which is a 500 uh, thousand euro race and they're going to have 10 two year old maidens worth 50 grand that must Fantastic, be a yeah. serious contribution
2: yeah uh, yeah i mean again look at English owners. <laughs> they, They'd probably have to bring the horses over to go for the... Well, that's
1: the thing. So if you have a a Goffs graduate, whether it's Sportsman's or Orby in the UK, they can come and do what Tom Dascombe did when he won the Ballyhane at Mace, or, Mm. you know... for a
2: maiden there for 50 grand.
1: They can come for our maidens and take
2: Mm
0: that (laughs) one. I'm sure they will. I mean, Mm. people like Richard Fahey have brought horses over for the sales races, and... We well, you uh, don't. A, you've group
1: races run for less than that. I, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, d- why wouldn't if you if you qualify? It's like the French premium that that they can qualify for races over there as well. They're an added incentive to go go chasing prize money. And mm. when you talk about the money of the maidens, let alone the sales yeah. races, then trouble is they're very hard to win the maidens. That's, that's, yeah. that's the one problem. Well,
1: as Arthur said, you've got the prize money. Yeah. You're going to have better competition, and we're all going to watch it and go mm. racing to see it. So that's the that's the aim. Uh, in Ireland, there's been uh, a lot of talk about the bumpers recently, and I think Jonathan Pearson wrote a very. Interesting Interesting piece in the racing poster in the week Arthur talking about the domination of the two major stables uh, Gordon Elliott and Willie Mullins not their fault by the way would just like to point that out before we start um, but it's becoming increasingly difficult for anybody other than those guys to win bumpers in Ireland
2: it is they have so many horses and they have to find races for them before they go into their maiden novice hurdle season and so they have to run them with bumpers and you often get Willie run too, and Gordon as well, in bumpers, so it's very off-putting for other people, they'd probably decide what's the point in going for a bumper, just go straight hurdling.
1: Yeah, I know, sure, I used to be running up behind a lot of them myself. Yeah. Um, I think, Dave, between the period of 2018 and 2022, they won 38%, but never more than 44% in any particular year. But this year, they won 74% of the bumpers, three quarters. That's incredible. That's mm. absolutely,
0: and I don't know what the percentage of the, the others that they had runners in. I presume... I mean, that would be... But they'd,
1: have a, they'd have a runner in almost every Just everything race. Yeah. yeah.
0: But you, you look at the championship, and Willie's one of our columnists, we worked with Patrick. They had ten runners, seven of the first ten home, and Patrick was saying that some of those were were some of the better ones that hadn't made the, the trip across. Right, and you, yeah. go to, you go to the sales after racing at Cheltenham, and Gordon goes to and 20,000 for the two point-to-point winners. I mean, there was one British horse in the first ten in the bumper, finished third for Paul Nicholls. And
1: that n- reflects the future.
0: It does. That's next year's mm. novice hurdles. I mean, Willie had a one, two, three, the Triumph, the Ballymore, t- t- three of the first, four in the Supreme. This this bumper team next year segues it's, into the, the novice hurdles, is not it? It's pretty scary for an English <laughs> trainer, isn't it?
1: <laughs> it's intimidating, even for your fellow Irish trainers yeah. to, try and, to try and beat them next year or have something worthy of taking them on. Sure. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, as I said... Often uh, somebody asked me before. I think it might have been Prunella Dobbs. She said, "She we just won a bumper, a lovely mare of hers." She said, "Where will I go maiden hurdle or winners bumper?" I said, "Go maiden hurdle," and she said, "Why? Who wins winners bumpers?" I said, "Willie Mullins," <laughs> 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 and she did, and she won her maiden hurdle. Um, the last topic of conversation on our on our list today is we uh, came through during the week uh, an interesting piece by Emma Berry in this week's TDN about French mares who are covered no longer being allowed to race in France for a period of time, Arthur. Tell us more.
2: This is bizarre. Uh, it, it came in to, as a rule on the 1st of March, and it appears that the owners, trainers, breeders were not um, give, uh, a bit aware of this at all, and it's to do with um, well w- welfare, and I believe France Gallop are very... Um, of sensitive to any bad publicity. And a small group in social media apparently started. Well, that started in a race card in France, there's a small red heart beside any mare that's in, in, covered or in foal. And that for started maybe got people wondering what's that all about? And then, well, why do you run mayors with ignorance, you know, mm. um, when they're in foal? In fact, up to 120 days, it's, it, it's, 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 there's absolutely no issue whatsoever and, and longer. Like the fetus is only mean, four, four grams weight at that stage, and but they, uh, they France gap, the committee, the stewards, the president, they seem to have f- fallen to the, the, the publicity. They're very s- sensitive to bad publicity, and um, so therefore they just brought this in behind the back of everybody, and uh, and a very, like, extraordinary time as well because the mayor's already covered, you know, in the middle of the breeding season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. It looks like it's in it and, and, and it's going to be hard to turn around.
1: But the breeders feel aggrieved. There was no communication with them, it seems. That's right. They're only talking after the decision is made. Is there any way that the TVA or the European breeders one can can pressurise this to, to to reverse the decision? Well,
2: normally the English, French and Irish all bring um, off the same hymn sheet. But in this case, I think the French, they did it with whips as well. They've gone out on their own.
1: Interesting. I don't think we've seen the last of that chapter, if I'm honest, and I'm sure the discussion will continue. But that was this week's Talking Points.
0: Luck on Sunday. Proudly sponsored by al basti Dubai.